Welcome to Nonprofit Network, powered by Stokes Auction Group. We are a group of fundraising professionals that specialize in raising funds to improve communities of all sizes. <laughs> there we go. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Good Welcome afternoon. to Nonprofit Network, podcast powered by the one and only Stokes Auction Group. Yeah. As you can see, we're man short. Our horse is gone. As you can see, yes. He needs a little time. And he needs a little time. Yep. So, here we are. Here we are. Me and my sister. Yeah. Here. And today we're going to talk about some exciting things about kind of some of the struggles that our consultants in the office have been getting. And and one of those struggles is is people are calling in, uh, Paul, and saying, "Hey, do you think we ought to do a consignment package?" Or you know. What consignment package should we do, or do you think this fits in our group? And um, why don't we kind of kick it off by you telling me what you think about it as an auctioneer? I know we've touched on that before. We but, have. But now, not only as an auctioneer, but what do you think the momentum of the night does with these consignment packages in place? Well, what, what, what's always concerned me most about consigned items is that the individual that buys them is not aware that it's a consigned package, mm-hmm. unless we're instructed by you know um, our clients to come out and tell them, hey, this is consignment. This is a consigned item. I have a minimum. I mean, a minimum and a consignment couldn't be two different things, but we don't do that. No, we're not out there saying, you know, I have to sell this for seventy five hundred dollars, but I got to give forty seven fifty of it to the consigned company. Yeah. And for me, I mean, if I'm going to be there and support a mission, I want all of my $7,500 to go to the mission. That is my intent. Yeah. So we have, based on that, kind of steered away from consigned packages. I, I also get that it can be difficult to procure items. You know, it can be hard to find items, especially in, in you know, the state of where we're at right now mm-hmm. in our country. And the, the uncertainty of many things, but... I think, too, that a consignment item, if, if you have... Let's say you've typically had eight items, and this year you've only got four. And you feel like you need to fill the rest of those items, you know, with consignment packages. I don't think you need to, necessarily. I think if you have four solid items or eight solid items and you've had 12 before, stick with what you have that you don't necessarily have to pay for. Now, Paul and I are not here to say at all that you shouldn't have consignment packages. That's not what we're saying. However, I think that it's important that if you're stuffing your auction full of consignment packages, your numbers at the end of the night are going to be substantially lower than your audience is going to perceive. Like you have Sawyer and Charlie. Shh. Sorry, my grandsons are in the backyard or backdrop there. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think that's important to, uh, to remember is don't fill it up with consignment actions. You know, I had a, an experience happen with me, Paul, that was very odd, but it's part of the deal. And that is these consignment companies, and they have a place in this market. They do. Um, a very solid place. But um, I was told that if we sold X amount of these things, they would toss money, you know, the direction of the person selling it. 
to you, the to, auction to team. To us, the auction team. And so my they're, they're offering to spiff you yeah, if you sell four yeah. or five of these. And that doesn't happen all Whoa. the time, but it can happen. And so your response to that as a person holding the event needs to be all proceeds are going to our organization. And in fact, that was my response. Uh, no, you give all those monies to, you know, absolutely uh, yeah and that that's how that's driven but do remember they are in the business of making money and it is easier now a lot of event people are um hitting the easy button and it's easier just to yeah i was gonna bring that up yeah I and, you would too and that's not necessarily right get to know your audience we've talked about this numerous times get to know that audience understand what their desires are what they would bid on um and if you think you have some big horses in the room that would bid on like an africa trip then go ahead and bring the africa trip in knowing but you should know that beforehand right you should know that beforehand yeah you should you should have that information. Oh, I've, the Smith family goes on an African safari every year. They come to our auction. Let me call them. Yeah. Hey, would you guys buy this? You should know going in. That's a you really, should. really and, good point. And I don't think that's bad to um, go through your list of past donors and find out who bought some of these packages and say, is this something that you'd be interested in doing? Because I think at the end of the day, what you have to remember is that you are sucking money out of the room. Let's say it's a $4,500 package, and anything over $4,500 goes to the organization. So it sells for six grand. That's $1,500 to the organization. But it's actually sucking $4,500 out of your room. That has always been my very position on this topic. Yeah. It always has. And I feel bad half the time because I know that that person doesn't know this. Yeah. I know that, they, they're, that they're not aware of this. Yeah, and we're not poo-pooing um, consignment companies. No. You know, because they, they have a place in this market. They do, and they can create a feeling of a successful auction by having that big item there at, at the, the night. But you really have to be cautious, and you really have to understand... In your audience, will it go for at least twice the money, right? I mean... It, to make it worthwhile. To make it worthwhile. Right. Um, I feel like that's that's how that should roll. I totally agree. And, uh, and let's talk about... You talked about the eight-item auction. We don't have eight items. We only got four. So let's get four consignment items. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. Rather than think about that... And again, I'm with you. We're not poo-pooing no. the consignment Poo -poo. company. Poo -poo. They definitely have their place. They do, and they can add benefit. Yes. yes, they can. I mean, last year at the Cat Sanctuary Auction, last year we had a consigned package that was uh, $5,000. That's what they had to pay for it. We sold two of them at ten grand each. And that's a moneymaker. And what it did was it elevated the room because you talked about that high-selling item. It's like, yeah. whoa, sold $10,000 times two. And then I go and say, well, that's $20,000. Not really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I but, didn't say that. Right. But I said, thanks for your great bidding, blah, blah, blah. Here's and, something. You know. Yeah, like, and here's something to consider, too, is that maybe, that maybe, and I could be crazy on this, but that falls into a sponsorship role. 
Maybe you get maybe you get one of your sponsors to sponsor that so that the organization actually is getting that money. So let's say you have your alcohol sponsor, you have your buffet sponsor, you have your you know, your venue sponsor, all your sponsorships. If you could say something along the lines of, you know, this package sponsored by and yes, it's already ABC Lumber yeah. Company and they've already bought it. And they already have, have bought that for all proceeds tonight to go to your organization. That does quite a bit. It sure that, does. That that gets that ABC Lumber Company. Is there such thing as ABC Lumber Company? I'm pretty sure there's got to be somewhere okay, in this Okay, well, country. if not, we're, <laughs> I guess we're we should have looked first. But anyway, <laughs> let's say JHQ, or there's probably a lumber company named that, too. Is. Oh, my God. So anyway, a lumber company. Um it has sponsored it. It gives them the cred of being a part of the auction that they wanted to give something to the audience to, uh, you know, bid on that's solid and strong, as well as it it uh, it it gives the audience the feeling that they are doing the big number towards the item towards the organization, and actually they are now. Because it's sponsored. Yeah, wouldn't that really even take away the need for a minimum sale price? There would not be a minimum sale price. Though you would want that package to still go for its value. But you'd, and, yeah. and maybe saying sponsored by so and so is still safe, right? But you as a person could say, you know what, we're not going to sell that in the meeting unless it raises X amount of dollars. Not necessarily uncommon. Not necessarily uncommon. I'd like to see it bring $6,500 at least. Yeah, and if not, you put it online, do something like that, or yeah. use it for a raffle or something like that. I personally think that those trips should be used for raffles. I love that idea. You know, if, if, it, it's, if it was completely sponsored. If it was completely sponsored, yeah. Put it in the raffle. $5,000 is what you need to come up with because it's sponsored. You sell those tickets to, Man, to match that. You could really up the price of the raffle tickets, you too, could. couldn't you? You could up 250 the... $250? bucks. Yeah, you for could. For a $5,000 Disneyland Park Hopper trip? So that is a possibility, <laughs> I mean, and that's a way to roll. Now, I think that companies might be inclined to sponsor that if you explain to them in your procurement you know, meetings how to go about talking to them and choosing the right sponsor. But and let's also know the raffle rules in your county. Know the raffle rules because we don't know your <laughs> raffle rules. They could be different. But let's go back to talking about the four items and having to feel like you have to fill up your, your load. As an auctioneer, how are you going to feel going into an auction that had eight or ten items the previous year and four or six this year? Are you going to see that as a negative, or are you going to jump on that as the positive and, and show them that four might bring more money than the eight did? Absolutely. And it, it's, I'm glad you asked that question because I was going to lead that way anyway. Um, what we see during the fall is auctions that have more items. Yeah. Right? ton of items. I did one the other night. It was almost 30. Oh, gosh. Almost 30 items. Oh, wear us out. Come on now, people. Come <laughs> on. So. Let's bring it back down to logical. <laughs> 12 or 15. Stop. If I, if I traditionally, if I historically do an auction that's been 8, 10 items, and all of a sudden we have 4, and they're good, they're good quality items, I wouldn't immediately be concerned because I my pitch to the customer would be, 
Okay, good. Then we are going to focus on the fun to need. Yeah. Let's push hard. Let's push hard on our on our on our video or on our speech or on our story or on our mission, whatever that is in 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 your case. I feel like you could make up those other four items at the fund and eat. Yeah. Could you get that money out of the out of the people? Yeah. Could you make it up too by at that point, maybe you have that conversation with your leadership team that instead of adding four items, maybe we're gonna throw in a wine pole. Or may, you know, because sometimes when you have a lot of items and then a lot of games, it's it feels like a bit of a money grab. You can overdo asking you can overdo the raffles overdo the wine pole overdo the heads and tails overdo all the things but if you only have four items maybe that gives an opportunity to increase the games absolutely there's still that money out there in the room yeah we as the presenters just have to inspire and get it yeah right allow us to connect with the audience with those four or five items and then we go into the hard plea. We go into the push. And that really would be, that would really help if they knew that they had shorter, shorter list of items to really beef up that fund and need, like you said. I think and so. really make that the focus of the night anyway. Because, you know, we don't panic when we get a call and it's somebody that just wants an ask. That's what we do best, you know, is an ask. You know, because we believe in the organizations that we serve. We um, we know that those dollars go directly to the organizations, and so it's very easy for our talented guys to and gals to get up there and deliver the message that you want delivered to your audience. So we're not afraid of the we're not afraid of the ask. Just so that yeah, you know, just to ask only with no life. Yeah, that's not something that scares us no, at all. No. It's just interesting how we feel the difference between the spring and the fall. Spring is more Gaelic, I understand. It is. You know, 10, 20 items. Now Tuxedos. we're in the fall, and here we are at 30 items. And, and like my event last year, which um, unfortunately the items in the back end got up to value, and then the bidding stopped. Yeah. We got up to $350. We had the last seven items were 350 450 that's where we got. I mean, nothing really rang a bell in those last seven items. Do I feel like it had a negative effect? No. But I think that you could you could probably reevaluate that. This event is unique in that we're done by 8.30, so we're not pressed for time. Yeah. But I just felt like those a couple of those items probably really weren't needed. Yeah. And we spoke to that last, was it last week? I think we talked about putting values in the catalog. We and, did. And can we that kill you or help week. you, you know, what is... What does that do for for you as a as a organization? Does that give you more money, less money? And there's different thoughts on that. There is. There's, there's way different thoughts. There's really on no that. one way to do it. Like I said, you know, I think it depends on the, on the auction demographics. The gala, no. The rotary auction, yeah. Yeah. School auction, yeah. As an auctioneer, why do you think? There is such a difference in the auction galas or the events from fall to spring. You've done this for years. I've done this for years. That is, there's got to be something that creates the 30 items and the 10 items and two completely different feelings yeah, in the galas in the fall and the spring. 
I really don't know. That's a really good question. What? I've always maybe wondered it's if it's because, because the sun is shining. Or maybe. I mean, people are just in a better mood. Maybe. I mean, who knows? Or is it because we're coming towards the end of the year? And so, you know, we're afraid to do 10 powerful packages or eight powerful packages. And, I mean, is that possible that we're coming towards the end of the year? So they added more items. So we got to have more money you know, so we can do $30,000 on $31,000 items as opposed to 10 $10,000 items, is it because they got their taxes are behind them in the say, spring? They're coming off of summer. They're coming off of vacation. They spent a bunch of money down in Hawaii. Christmas is coming. I think that's a good point. The wallets basically tighten up a little bit in the spring. Uh, yeah. No, in the fall. Uh, in the fall. Yeah. yeah. In they, the fall. They the white, yeah. Up, yeah. They do. They don't for me. I bought a toilet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably have a little regret about that. But, you know, regret is something that we cannot control. We just try to avoid regret. So. Do we want to talk about Larry real quick? I was just going to say that. Why are we moving together so well right now? Yeah. You know, we don't have Shelby with us today. And Shelby's grandfather, uh, our godfather of the auction business, has left this beautiful planet and is on to uh, greener pastures. And it has devastated our crew and uh, all that love him. And he has left a mark on me personally, my heart, my soul. And um, we were lucky to have shared space with him while he was here. This wouldn't be this if he would never have been on this earth? It wouldn't. There's a really good chance that we would not be sitting here right now. There's a 100% chance we would not be sitting here right now because his son, Jeff Stokes, and my husband, Mark Schenfeld, their fathers, Larry and Eric, jumped Started. in and said, Let, let's do this auction thing. Uh -huh. And from that came so much. So much beautiful. Larry was my very first real boss. And I was... Six years old, you know, running tickets, you know, selling three-legged chairs and couches and stuff. Mom and Shirley would write, you know, sold $55, bid a number 193, and hand me the ticket. And I'd run all the way over, and I'd give it to Leanne and Jackie, and they'd and start entering it in. I'd, I'd get about four or five of them. How old were you? About six. About six, so you would stop and get a peanut butter jelly sandwich on the way, right? <laughs> and there's Larry going, what are you doing? What are you <laughs> okay. doing? Go around. And, there's always something to do. So pick up garbage. You know, people are people are lazy at auctions. Lazy everywhere. Mm -hmm. They just litter, which drives me nuts. So I, I clean up, pick up. So I was a six-year-old, five, six-year-old grunt. And all my big brothers and sisters were the Stokes family, and my own family. We were all in this together, and I was the youngest. Yeah, you were. I was the youngest. The baby. Larry was my first boss. And I, I love the, I'm going to bring this up, the picture that you posted where he's got the microphone and a cigarette, cigarette in his hand. Cigarette in his hand. <laughs> I love that because that just personified him back in back in those days. Yeah. And it was, it was fond, fond memories. I mean, it was a lot of work. I mean... I saw a lot of work. I was just a snot-nosed little kid, but there was a lot going into this, and we were just, we were just, they're another, another one of my families. Yeah, and because of them starting it together, the dads, um, out of that has come so much, and so many organizations have been 
helped and touched and um we have all been touched as and well and he really touched his community too deeply he got involved with the port of bremerton and uh and other things i'll tell you what a small world it is chris bradley my son-in-law his dad was in bremerton years back like i don't know five six years ago something like that when larry was still board commissioner or a port commissioner sorry port commissioner yeah and um he ended up meeting dave not even knowing the connection dave still has his business card is that right yes Wow. And they were selling off some stuff uh, at the Bremerton uh, shipyard, and Dave was in charge of that. And Larry said, well, I, I know where you could get rid of some of that stuff. I'll help you with that. So gave Dave his card, and that's how small the world is <laughs> and how many wow. fingers Larry had in the community. And just an incredible human. Um, it was a good man. He was a good man. He was a good godfather man. Godfather of our auction world. He was a godfather of our auction world. Yeah, absolutely. So, for all of our auctioneers and ringmen, if any of you watch this, please reach out to your fellow ringmen and auctioneers. And you know what? It's okay just to say I love you or good job or proud of you or whatever because the days are short here. So, make sure you reach out to your fellow people that Larry actually started because somehow it all comes back around what is that uh, six uh, six uh, degrees six degrees of, of separation i bet it all comes back to larry stokes one way yeah. or another <laughs> in this world anyway he was a yeah it's funny guy. funny guy he was a funny guy very i mean he very serious when i was young Ooh, i got Lord. yelled at more than anything else but i'm all the better for it and yeah. i would i wouldn't change it for the world my husband was driving an old truck of theirs at one point, and you know this story, don't you? And it sheared the top of it off. Oh, something I think so. like that. Yeah. Mark thought for sure Larry's gonna kill me. He's gonna kill me. I'm gonna die today. <laughs> and instead, um, he just looked at it and said something along the lines of, "Well, how are we gonna fix that?" <laughs> And so, you know, just as you thought Larry would have one reaction, he would always shock you with a different one. <laughs> he will truly be missed, and we are all very much uh, blessed to have had him in our lives. Absolutely. There's no doubt in my mind. So. We're better for it. We are. And so. Yes. <laughs> so. Thank we're you. We're going to sign off, you guys. Thank you, Sissy. That yeah, was fun. Yeah, I love you, man. Love you, too. Of course, yeah. we miss our, our, our henchmen. So course, much. But. Yeah. You know, all right, take care, be good to yourselves, be good to the people around you. We'll catch you on the flip side. Keep your vision clear and your heart right, and it'll be okay. Thanks for watching.